0: On The Boogie Monster, Dave Stone and Kyle Canane talk about exploration and treasure hunting, the protests, and redefining policing. On Office Hours Live, Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound, and Vic Berger are joined by Thundercat and Z from Black Socialists in America. Listen to this episode to find out how you can help Office Hours raise funds for the Black Lives Matter Global Fund. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows featuring hosts like Monet Exchange, Bob the Drag Queen, and Amanda Seals. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show, and remember stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing.
2: Feral Audio
1: Dun 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 dun. Hey, what's up? <sighs> Welcome to episode sixty-seven of Steve A. G um, um, I'm a little late on this one. Please forgive me. I became a little bit preoccupied um, yesterday. This Today, the date that I'm recording this intro is September 15th. I recorded this episode probably two days ago. Still later than I should have. I should have done it over the weekend. It should have been out on Tuesday. But, um... I was working a bunch and um, it just got away from me, but I recorded one on like Monday or Tuesday. I was going to um, uh, get it uploaded and over to Dustin at Feral Audio uh, yesterday, which was Wednesday. And then um, I, I passed another kidney stone. Folks. I did it again. Oops. I did it fucking again. My third kidney stone that I'm aware of. I feel like there's been more in the past and I didn't know they were kidney stones at the time because they were smaller and they passed with uh, a lot less pain. But, uh, three now that I know of three kidney stones, yesterday's ordeal was, um, hands down, the worst of the three. And I also feel like the kidney stone I passed, I actually passed it today. It started passing yesterday. It was about a 25-hour event. Yeah, I think it's safe to call it an event. It was, uh, oh my God. The past two I've, I've gotten out on my own and from start to finish the most it's taken has been six hours from the time it started hurting to the time I peed out the stones. Six hours was the longest. The previous one, the first one was four hours. This one was 25 hours. Um, and not 25 full hours of blinding pain. The blinding pain was about six hours. Um, I, I'll walk you through the timeline. Look, this is a weird podcast, by the way. My guest is Matt Gorley from the Super Ego podcast from uh, another great podcast on um, Earwolf that you should check out called I Was There Too. Uh, please uh, check out his uh, Super Ego's more or less done. There's they're still special episodes they'll do once in a while. But uh, I Was There Too, you should definitely check out. Um, Matt's one of the funniest people I know. And so we got together, I I, I had a few podcast guests cancel on me. So Matt was awesome enough to just jump in with very little notice. And so I went to his house and we just fucked around for an hour. So this is a, it's a weird podcast. Um, it really is two of us being idiots for an hour so i feel like i should give you something juicy (laughs) at least some good information a good story uh so i'll tell you about my kidney stone i'll walk you through the timeline of uh the 25 hours or so uh yesterday the 14th of uh september 2016 at about uh 10 a.m i went to an audition Did the audition, Uh, it was a great audition, guys. I don't know if I'll get it. (laughs) I don't have a great history with auditions, but uh, I felt good, walked out of the audition, was like, this is great. Got a a call from my manager saying they wanted me to go to Conan O'Brien over on the Warner Brothers lot and do a sketch for uh, last night's show. I was like, great, I'm free now, I can go do this So I was driving over the hill, to Warner Brothers Uh, I was just up the street from the lot And all of a sudden, I got that familiar Sadly familiar Uh, feeling of a knife plunging into my back on my right side Right where the kidney is I immediately knew what it was Because I broke out in a sweat And, uh For those who don't know, it really is just one of the worst pains. And uh, luckily, there's a a hospital right near uh, Warner Brothers. I drove to there and just took me two or three minutes. I'm lucky that this was early in the day on a weekday. I went into the emergency room at St. Joseph's and uh, there's nobody in there. I was in seeing someone within 15 minutes, which is so rare if you've ever had to go to an emergency room. But uh, I went in, I I could barely walk. I, apparently I called my manager and agents and some people and said, I can't make it to Conan. I, I, I have a kidney stone. I don't remember making the phone calls. Um, I mean, the, I was delirious from the pain. And uh, then I went into a room not so much a room, but it was in the emergency room. So they have these little curtained off partitions and I went into a little partition. And also for those who've never had kidney stones, uh, at least for me sitting and laying down, especially hurt worse. I think with laying down, it's because the weight of your body is pushing down on uh, the kidney stone. So it actually feels worse. It feels better to stand, but you're also in so much pain that standing is kind of hard. So I was standing in this room, standing and sitting, going back and forth, just chugging water, too, because I knew I was going to have to most likely, hopefully, piss this thing out. <laughs> and uh, so, it's, and it was a long period of waiting. They came in and they gave me some Tylenol, because in the past, I, I don't like taking um, like heavy medications. I don't like the way it makes me feel. Uh, I'm also paranoid of becoming addicted <laughs> and so in the past, I've usually passed these stones with a lot of water and, uh, cranberry juice and, um, Tylenol, just, you know, take a couple Tylenol and it gets me through it. It's not ideal, but it, it, I, I'm at least functional. Um, so they came in, they gave me like a thousand milligrams of Tylenol. I waited, waited and waited after about an hour. I pushed the little button for the nurse's station that came in. I'm like, you have to give me something stronger. This, uh, this did nothing. I was just fucking in so much pain. And so, uh, the nurse, a nurse came in and, uh, she's like, all right, doctor said I can give you some Dilaudid. Um, I've never taken Dilaudid before. I've heard a lot of things about Dilaudid I've heard people who've had kidney stones saying, if you go in, ask for Dilaudid, it's stronger than morphine. And I think it just depends on the person, but, um, it's an opioid or an opiate opioid, I think is what they're called. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if it's a synthetic type of, uh, they compare it to heroin. And um, now I know why. Uh, so I was really paranoid. I've heard a lot about Delighted and I was very nervous. And I, the nurse kept laughing at me because I was like, uh, just to let you know, I'm really nervous about you putting that in my body right now. Uh, is it going to make me get all goofy? All I could think about was those videos of parents filming their kids after they've had dental work and the kids are acting goofy. And so I was like, is it going to make me act like that? And the nurse was laughing. She's like... I mean, not usually. It, for most people, it just makes them really drowsy. I was like, okay, drowsy's good. And also, I was just like, I just want this pain gone. So the nurse, uh, shes I have an IV going already because they need fluids to push this kidney stone through. And so she uh, goes in with, she's got a syringe with uh, the dilated and she's about to put it in, or she's putting it in, and she start, pl- starts plunging the uh, syringe. And as she do as she's doing it, I say, uh, how long does it take for this stuff to kick it? And before I could even finish my sentence, I was instantly covered in... I've heard people talk about heroin or morphine or all this stuff as like a warm wave. And that's exactly what it felt like. And I felt it starting in my neck. Just my neck felt super warm, and I could feel it move up to my face and my head. And I immediately was just like on planet Mars. I felt like I was on another planet. The strange thing for me, too, I've heard this from a few other people. uh, It did nothing for my pain, did nothing. I felt the exact same amount of pain once they doped me up on Dilaudid as before. Um, but the only difference was with the delighted, I didn't give a shit. I was so high and I knew I was in pain, but I didn't care. Uh, I did a few snapchats. I think I did a, um, I, I was out of my mind and I started texting friends and sending videos, uh, which I didn't remember doing, but, um, luckily with Snapchat, those go away in 24 hours. So they're gone now. But, um, yeah, it was the weirdest feeling. And it was uh, a long time. I felt really good and really bad at the same time. Uh, and then they did a a CT scan of me. They found the, uh, the kidney stone. They're like, yeah, it's Pat, you're passing it. You're in the process of passing it. It's well out of your kidney. It's almost your bladder. And, uh, an hour or two later i could feel when it dropped into the bladder you can feel you can tell when the kidney stone has gotten to your bladder because the pain goes away for the most part the pain is gone and so then i knew it was like okay i can go home now um i'm just gonna just drink a ton of liquid go home and wait to pee this thing out and so I, my friend stephanie came and uh it was nice enough to give me a ride home. Cause they're like, you can't drive you're, you're out of your brain. And, uh, the crazy thing was it didn't pass for a long time, even though it was floating around in my bladder, I was just drinking tons of cranberry juice, tons of water and, uh, it, nothing. And I also had that horrible feeling that, uh, I think you get it when you have like a bladder infection or a UTI where you feel like you have to urinate constantly, even when you've just gone. I had that feeling for all night and all this morning and then at uh, about 1.15 today, I passed my kidney stone and uh, I posted a photo of it on Instagram. If you want to check my Instagram, my username is uh, at Steve Agee, all one word. Uh, I posted a photo of it right next to a dime for scale it is huge this is also the most mal-deformed kidney stone i've ever passed it looks uh, a friend of mine texted me and said it looks like a nerd you know the candy nerd like but more jagged uh so that was my last 24 hours i'm sorry i meant to get this up earlier um (laughs) yeah this has been a 12 minute discussion about the horror that just passed through my body Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, anyway, uh, you know the deal. We're going to do this podcast, episode 67, with the the hilarious Matt Gorley. If you're going to buy stuff, uh, we'll do this now. If you're going to buy stuff on Amazon, if you're an Amazon shopper, go there through the link on the uh, Feral Audio homepage or on my page at Feral Audio. The link that says go to Amazon, do all your normal shopping. And uh, the artists at Feral will see a tiny, tiny... Uh, little boost and it doesn't cost you an extra dime and uh, that's how you can help the arts so thanks for listening thanks for listening to me talk about kidney stones Um, I could actually do a whole podcast about these um, easily for an hour but uh, I will spare you the graphic details (laughs) Uh, thanks for listening, folks. Sincerely, I hope you enjoy this. It's a very bizarre podcast. Uh, and thank you, Matt, for doing it. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Candle place. Thanks for the pie. We'll start recording in a minute.
2: Before we do, I feel like I had the craziest thing happened. For real?
1: Yeah. When? Two days ago so Sunday yeah yeah what happened I killed a kid
2: <laughs> what <laughs> I didn't mean to you didn't fucking kill it killed a kid
1: like with your bare hands you no killed I a-
2: didn't kill him out of malice I accidentally hit him with my riding mower
1: you ran over a child I hit him
2: and then I stopped but it was too late did it like shred him no, I just blunt force trauma, and then I didn't run over him.
1: Oh, so the blades didn't even come into it? No. You ever killed a no, You're anybody? fucking lying, dude.
2: No, I'm serious. I killed a kid. What did you fucking do with it? I um, I got him out back. Buried? Not
1: yet. There's a two-day-old... <clears throat> Kid. No, he's eleven. Wait, I mean, he's, he's older, 11. but I mean, he—he's been dead for two days, and he's just in your backyard. And I need you to help me. Show you got to show him to me. All right, I'll show All right, him. To let's you. go. Okay. Holy shit, dude, that's fucking crazy. You have to fucking bury him. Yeah, I need help. I mean, honestly, you should fucking call the police. Yeah,
2: I guess, but it feels like that would be bad at this point. Two days late, yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you
1: fucking call the police? Um,
2: I don't know. I panicked.
1: You panicked but it was an accident
2: yeah um well, I don't know some people oh would, some people would tell you differently
1: which people me <laughs> you purposely hit a kid then
2: uh, yeah, but in my defense, he had it coming how so he is he just a neighborhood kid he he killed someone too
1: jesus christ are you like a vigilante yeah i'm gonna sneeze (sighs) oh god that felt good you have a cat in this house do we ever wait so that kid you killed a kid with your riding mower because Mm -hmm. he killed who the the head of the neighborhood watch
2: carl carl Carvel's dead? He is now. Carl Urban, the actor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: First of all, I'm a big fan. and I was a big fan. It's too bad. Secondly, I had no idea he lived in this neighborhood and was head of the neighborhood watch. That was
2: his first, his real passion. Acting was a hobby. We used to call him the constable. <laughs> <laughs> and. Sorry. Your phone is going crazy, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. Do you well, think someone the, yeah. might know that you... No, it's the kid's mom. What's she saying? Um, so she's just wondering if I had any laundry detergent she could borrow.
1: So there's nobody looking for this kid? Not yet. Two days. How old is he? He was 11. People should have been looking for him like hours after this. Well, he was a Boy
2: Scout. He'd do a lot of camping. I think everybody thinks he's just out up in the arroyo or whatever.
1: I, I mean, I feel like you should tell somebody. I, I mean, just other did. Than me. No, other than me, but like, I can't judge you because I fucking have killed people. What? Yeah. When? You knew that.
2: Well, I didn't want to. I was told that, but I didn't want to act like I knew I was told if Steve tells you, act like you're surprised. Who
1: fucking told you that? I can't say. Well, it had to have been Tallman, because he's the only other person I've told well, that I killed. I this. guess I mean you figured it out. I killed a fucking woman in a laundromat. Why? I wanted to see what it would look like if you put a person in one of those big tumble dryers like they do in the movies yeah yeah
2: but I couldn't
1: get in it and put the corner in and turn it myself there was a woman doing her laundry and she was sleeping on one of the benches in the laundromat She was a tiny woman She was probably like maybe five foot five foot one maybe yeah so I just lifted her into the fucking. Dryer as she was sleeping. As she was sleeping. Wow. And I turned it on, and she exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hilarious, but. <sighs> well, at least she was in a washing machine, or was a it dryer. It was a dryer, oh, so someone had to have cleaned that up. That's a bummer. But I, I do have trouble sleeping at night. Because of guilt no I'm an insomniac but I also yeah I feel guilty I <laughs> oh, said so those weren't even related I'm sorry I, I shouldn't have brought up insomnia
2: I, I yeah I wrestle with whether to have guilt about killing um,
1: like you have a choice Cody
2: well because he had killed Carl and Carl was like a basically a law enforcement officer head of the neighborhood
1: watch well i mean that's yeah yeah i mean that's not a civic office though that's not- well in some ways it's more important because it's you know you're
2: elected by the immediate members of your neighborhood like you can't get more intimate than that as a law enforcement official Was it
1: general knowledge that this cody kid killed carl
2: uh uh there's a, there's a small circle of us that knew yeah tight
1: circle why just a small? Why wouldn't everyone just freak out and tell the police? That, it's real complicated, but we
2: knew, we knew for sure, and s- we
1: had proof. So, do the rest? Do those people that know know that you killed Cody? Yes. Are they cool with it? Yeah. Why don't they help you g- get rid of
2: the body? Oh, you know, neighbors. You know, everybody's there for the fun part, but then when it comes to cleaning up after the party. Kill, fucking cleaning up a body Is such a mess But we had proof that he killed Car- Carl How? Because we told him to do it <laughs> Why would you do that? Because Carl had killed this other lady Which lady? Tammy What is Tammy's involvement in this neighborhood? She was killing people left and right <laughs>
1: So this is like a, a neighborhood killer.
2: of killers. It is. It's a registered serial killer offender neighborhood. It's been designated for that, which is ironic because I moved here innocently, but then became a killer. And that's kind of how they get you.
1: You didn't search the registered serial killers. I checked the sex offender only. database. Well, yeah, but you got to also check the serial Didn't killer. even know about it. You didn't? I've mm-hmm. known about it for like 10 years. Yeah, I I had to register for it. You did because of uh, not the laundromat lady. Who? Um, George Burns.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You motherfucker!
1: I gave him a heart attack. That guy had
2: at least another month. (laughs) Well, should we start this podcast? Yeah, let's do the fucking podcast. I can't
1: do this for an hour. my guest it, oh oh Jesus Christ it's recording oh shit is this going out live no I'm gonna but I'm still gonna upload it and put it on the internet well I there's need, nothing I can do about that I need content
2: I can't stop you <laughs> I, what am I gonna do kill you
1: oh I know we can just act like this was a bit it was a bit and scene <laughs> uh Two minutes into that bit, I was like, I can't keep this up for an hour.
2: I didn't know you intended to go the full hour. I thought you just meant to do a little minute or two minute thing. No, I thought it would be funny (laughs) if we
1: did a whole podcast. (laughs) Oh, I see. Where we were like. And then it ends with you pressing record. Yeah, which would actually be me hitting stop. Okay, all right, yeah. I couldn't have done that, though. Two minutes in, I was like, this is going to end soon. I want to know what happened to to Tammy. She died. Uh, we'll never know exactly how I gave George, George Burns Bruce. a heart attack. <laughs> they
2: were all set to do, oh, God, book four.
1: <laughs> was there a book three?
2: Well, there was, oh, God, you devil, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, God, oh, God, book two. Oh, God, you devil.
1: Yeah, so there were three. My guest is Matt Gorley of the now defunct well, Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Super Ego. well, sort of defunct, but the I guess podca- the, the regular
2: podcast is, is basically done, but we do live shows and we do specials for the Howl Network.
1: How often do you do a live show? How, when was your last live show?
2: It was in March for our 10th anniversary. March? So,
1: but that was around the same time you ended the show.
2: Uh, God, I can't remember. Yeah. 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 But then we have two shows coming up, one in here in Southern California, then two in Brooklyn. Live shows. Yeah. In October and November. Where in Brooklyn? The Bell House. Nice. November eleventh. Where in LA, Largo? No, at the Now Here This podcast festival in Anaheim. No. They're not doing it
1: in LA again, huh?
2: No, that's the LA podcast festival.
1: Oh. That one's That's still happening. Yeah. And you're not doing anything no. for it. What's Now Here This?
2: It's in first year. It's like Earwolf's Podcast Festival, but it's not just Earwolf Oh, it's Earwolf's Podcast Festival. Yeah, but they're bringing in a bunch of shows like The Moth and Why are they doing Criminal. it in Anaheim? I, I'm not sure exactly. I think it has something to do with the venue size because it's at the convention center. Jeez. Yeah. The titans of the industry will be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are we doing a good podcast, Matt? I think so. <laughs> Matt's dangling the microphone from his crooch. Um, but you're not. But you're not. You're done recording. Is it because you got tired of editing the podcast?
2: That was most of it. Yeah, scheduling was tough, and the work to do it. I you know I I never hated doing it, but I felt like the the returns were diminishing because it was like a lot of work, but it it didn't really feel very fresh. It felt it starting to feel repetitive. I guess. Ugh.
1: It's so good. And that last episode was so fucking funny. Just the doom room alone. <laughs> to anyone listening who has never listened to the Super Ego podcast, you're out of your mind. Go listen to it Well, you've been on it a
2: few times and I've done a done few it. live shows with us, too. I'm a little biased,
1: but I still think it's one of the funniest podcasts. I was really bummed. I didn't know you were bringing it to an end. And then when I was... It wasn't until I was actually listening to the that last episode... You're like, welcome to the 10-year anniversary of Super Ego Podcast. This is it. I was like, <laughs> what?
2: And wasn't the the music from Meatballs playing underneath it? Yeah. Which you turned me on to years ago. It's amazing, that song. Yeah. there's a,
1: The Meatball soundtrack is bizarre, but there is a song in there that is so like cheesy and like moonbeams but and it's so cheesy
2: it transcends cheesiness like it's yeah, it's, it's awesome. very sincere and earnest so it's actually not cheesy in a way you know what uh what's the name of the song good friend by mary mcgregor
0: if you let me i could be a good friend
2: I know that if you let me we could walk together. We're not so different you
1: know <laughs> <laughs> it is such a sad it's kind of a it's I guess so, it's not a sad song but it's it's
2: so melancholy in sound though
1: it's used sad though yeah. in the movie, yeah, go watch you also ruined meatballs the movie for me.
2: i did well it got ruined for me by myself
1: it was meatballs was one of my favorite movies of all time i think partly because i grew up with a very rich summer camp experience from the time i was like nine years old till i was like 14 i went to summer camp. i never went and so it had a special place in my heart and i've always loved bill murray and then, and we would watched it a few times together, yeah. and then one time we were watching it, and you go, hey, you know, if if you knew a guy like Bill Murray in real life like that, you would fucking avoid him like the plague. He's so annoying. <laughs> a guy that's just always on.
2: Always on. Like, 10 years older than everyone. So you yeah. it's clear that his own peer group won't have anything to do with him anymore.
1: Yeah, he's hanging out with teenagers.
2: Date raping his... Yeah, the woman he's after.
1: Yep, and he really is just at level ten the entire time. Yeah, jokes about everything, and I was like, "You're right." And now when I watch the movie, I'm fucking annoyed <laughs> Sorry. by it.
2: I hate to do this, but you know what else? Stripes and Ghostbusters. Yeah. If you watch them, it, it's it's only because you know it's Bill Murray that it seems to work. But that even at some point flipped for me. I don't know what it was.
1: Yeah, now I watched some of those movies, and I still love them, but I still love Stripes and Ghostbusters, but yeah, I watch it, and I'm like,
2: no one would fucking deal with this guy. It really sticks out in meatballs. They wouldn't invite him to a party, they'd be like,
1: are you inviting Bill? Uh, No, okay, I'll come to your party then.
2: And Morty would have fired him years ago.
1: He would have been fired for inappropriate activity. Yeah, the camp director would have fucking absolutely fired him for constantly moving him out into the middle of a lake (laughs) or a fucking... The forest, (laughs) hanging him from... It's really funny shit when you're a kid. I watched that movie when I was a kid, and I loved it. As a teenager, loved it. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like... I wouldn't want my kids going to a summer camp where that <laughs> fucking guy was in charge. Well, rewatch it and tell us if you think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Um, it should be free everywhere. It's it's such a bummer. I still aesthetically, I love the way it so looks. Do I. Uh, I, lo- I just love movies from the 70s.
2: And the nostalgia factor of it is so strong that I still really enjoy watching it. And I love all the other. Oh. You know, I, this other podcast I have called I Was There Too, mm-hmm. there was a guy I had on, this great guy from Dead Poets Society, and there's a character in Dead Poets Society, which takes place, I think, in the 50s, that movie, who's kind of nerdy, and his name is Spaz, and he looks just like Spaz from Meatballs, and I sort of like, in this perfect world, that would have been Spaz's dad, because he would have had oh a kid God. by the time the late 70s rolled around.
1: I Oh, man. I wish you wouldn't have ruined that movie for me. I'm sorry. I feel like it probably eventually would have happened. I would probably would have been like, all right, tone it down a little bit. <laughs> but, um, there's gotta be someone you can get a hold of from meatballs. Well, like hardware,
2: hardware, hardware still acts. We've talked about that. Like he's on a lot of network dramas and stuff. Yeah. What's right? the guy's name?
1: Matt something.
2: Or am I thinking of no, Hardware's the no guy. hardware? No yeah. hardware plays a
1: lot of military yeah. people
2: or wheels um, i want the um husky voiced girl though because i always found her i always had a crush on her
1: uh, the the girls i love girls from the 70s like foxy looking. yeah
2: yeah uh. i know and roxanne by all standards like was not you know like textbook classic beauty but there was really something Sexy. about her yeah
1: Says the two guys in their 40s. (laughs) (laughs) More more creeps. Oh,
2: she'd be in her 60s or 70s now.
1: I know, but we're watching it and she's in her... Well, they're saying teens. But when you want something
2: in the 70s, even people in their 20s look older than you when you're in your 40s.
1: That's true. Um, We should do a podcast called Creeps. (laughs) (laughs) We're just talking creepy shit about no we shouldn't that would be just a huge step backwards for humanity be like oh these fucking guys talking about girls and daisy dukes and tube tops but those 70s haircuts I still
2: have a big fondness for like a Dorothy Hamill cut or something oh yeah not only because the girls were so attractive but I had a Dorothy Hamill cut (laughs) (laughs) did you yeah i had one of those
1: big joey lawrence heads i've just always had just a weird enough cowlick that i couldn't do anything with my hair so i just always had the shitty just thick oh i envied that because mine was
2: straight and cascading
1: i remember i had a friend my friend todd in elementary school he got a I'm sure it was his mom that made him do it, but he got a perm once.
2: <laughs> what in elementary school? Yeah. What?
1: Oh yeah, we we're probably in like fifth grade. Fourth or fifth grade. Oh my god. Perms. I don't care what era. I never liked perms. He got a fucking perm and it I mean you know, there's a thing they call the Jew fro. Yeah. Which a lot of like Jewish guys love have the naturally curly hair. Like John Glazer or Seth yeah. Rogan and stuff. And, um, but this guy was full on just like Albert Brooks perm. Well, that's yeah, a Jew fro too. But yeah, but not a Jew for yeah. Jew fro. He had it done <laughs> like tight curls. And he's just like the most white bread looking kid. And I thought it was the coolest shit. In How more.
2: much would it take you for you and me to go get perms right now?
1: Well, I'd have to grow my hair out, yeah. but I would do it just to see what it looked like.
2: How long did those last? When I was in college, I played Curly, the bad guy in of Mice and Men somehow, uh-huh. and they were going to perm my hair. Really? But they ended up just curling it every night.
1: They could also put a wig on you. You'd think, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: we're going to fucking but make this kid's get, life in high school living hell. They
2: couldn't get like tight, What? maybe they're called pin curls, I don't know, so it just looks, I just look like Shirley Temple.
1: Like, like the ringlets, the big swooping <laughs> curlers. Um, oh, I, 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 loved his hair so much.
2: The the perm. The yeah, kid? I thought it looked cool. Really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, see, I think this, I talked about this recently somewhere, but I couldn't get into um, Greatest American Hero because I can't. My hero William can't Katz. have a
1: perm. You know. Uh, Chris Tallman said he just met him.
2: That's maybe where I heard that. Yeah. At a convention or something, he was throwing shit. What? Throwing who shit. He was telling me that.
1: No, Tallman, oh, our friend Chris Tallman's on that? a show called The Thundermans, A Family of Superheroes. And he met William Cat, who played the greatest American hero. Yeah. Who was also up for Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Also in a really amazing movie called Big Wednesday, which I love. Mm. Did you ever see it? That surf movie? Uh-huh. No. Oh, I feel like you would fall in love with that movie. Really. really? Why? Yep. It's it's set in, like, the f- 60s. Surfer, longboarders in the 60s. It's Busey. Oh, my San God. It's Michael Vincent. Oh, my God. I William it. Cat, are just these three friends. And it's, like, takes place right in the Vietnam era of, like, everyone's getting drafted. So there's an amazing scene where all these surfers go down to the draft board because they've all got their summons in the mail and they go down and there's just all these scenes of them doing shit to get out of getting into the military like Busey is it's the best thing I've ever seen him in really he has a scene where he's in an office (laughs) with a psychologist and he's first of all he's sitting in a chair across from this guy's desk but his chair is pulled all the way back to the other side of the room <laughs> so his chair's like 10 feet away from this guy's desk. because
2: he does it that way or the movie i does can't it that... tell but i oh. think
1: he does it that way and so uh the the shrink is just has him sit down and then Busey's like i'm sorry before we start can i get a cigarette and he shrinks like sure and he holds up his thing of cigarettes and Bucy gets up it's such a long scene he walks across the room grabs a cigarette, the guy lights it for him. He goes, he sits down and he drops it on the floor and he's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Can I get another cigarette? And he fucking keeps oh, so doing that it. it was
2: intentional then, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's just all these scenes of these guys and one of the guys fucking, one of them's acting gay so he doesn't get drafted. But it backfires, and they put him in the Marines. I thought
2: you were going to say it backfires, and the
1: guy falls in love with him. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: love Lucy's style. Why Uh, do they put him in the Marines? Like, that can cure him or something? Yeah, like,
1: oh, you want to be around men? We're going to put you in the Marines, soldier. (laughs) I think he would have gone in the Navy. It's so fucking good. But, like, Busey and John Michael Vincent get out of it, and... William Cat goes into Vietnam oh really yeah and
2: that's how he becomes the greatest American hero and he
1: yeah <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of like someone
2: I can't remember who told me this story but he was at a convention signing things and he got really upset and he threw all the memorabilia on the ground but then realized no one was there to pick it up so he had to pick it all up
1: oh my and he didn't just, have a hand like, to pick like he pick couldn't it up.
2: storm off he had to I think he had the merchandise with him, and that made me feel bad. I don't want anyone to do that, to have to do that. To pick their own shit up? Perm or not. Well, I mean, just the humiliation of anger and sadness and probably what.
1: I do love that image, though, of someone having a fit and then yeah, two seconds later being, oh, god damn it. I got to clean this <laughs> shit up now. That's usually me in the kitchen. Like I'll get frustrated and <laughs> throw a, a bowl of cereal, and then I'm like, oh, "Do you really throw a bowl of cereal?" No, no. I, I'm trying to think of an example. But, that would be messy. Um, it's
2: funny because you know I'm sure I've had the same rage issues as your average guy, but I think my <laughs> foresight of having to clean up a bowl of cereal would always win out over the rage of wanting to throw, don't throw one. It, don't the throw, out, throw it! Don't throw it! Because it would be worse to have to clean that up than
1: yeah i i don't think i've ever thrown yeah I'm anything not, more than a pillow i'll, I'll curse yeah i'll curse like a motherfucker
2: i i'm like i'll clench my body or something but i'm not i'm not a like hit or throw or destroy property kind of person
1: i start yeah i start talking to myself like if i yeah I stub my toe on something i will immediately out loud just go of course i do that why the <laughs> fuck wouldn't i stub my fucking toe why wouldn't I put that fucking chair in the middle of the room where I could do that? Like I,
2: I've inherited my dad's like upset cursing and not only that, but his like vernacular or vocabulary. Cause he has this, it can't even be his generation it has to be his father's or something where yeah. he'll say things like, God damn it all. Or God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> you know what? I mean, when you really break those down, God damn it. Anyway, like, like whatever. God damn it. Whatever. Or is it like God damn it any way you can possibly do it, but I want it damned. Oh
1: yeah. And I, I want think all of it, it
2: damned. God damn it all. I want God it, damn it all. I want everything in here, damned. Any way you have to do it, and I want it done by five PM today.
1: That's the logic of Steve Martin and the jerk. Yeah. Damn these glasses. Yeah. I damn yes, thee. Yes sir, I damn thee. Um God damn it. <laughs> Do you ever try to think of what you're f- of a good curse word to say if you were ever on inside the Actor studio? And he oh, goes, "Yeah." what's your favorite curse word? I'm always like, they must've all been used by now, right? They're all used, but in my head, I'm always like, it's fuck. Yeah. It's my favorite one is always fuck. When
2: I hurt myself, I do. I go fuck. Yeah. My cousin, when we were kids, he and his mom, invented two curse words so that he could curse without cursing. Uh-huh. They were book and gutch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gutch. Book and gutch. I don't know that he even sound like these two characters from a highlights magazine. <laughs>
2: he he and his mom had also devised a song for his address so if he ever got lost he would just sing 615 Rivera Street to La
1: Vista. So they were from Chula Vista. Yeah, look them up. 615 Rivera Street. It sticks, huh? Chula Chula Vista. I will probably remember this in a week. Where does my friend Book live? Chuch. Son of a Buk. Cutch? Chutch? Gutch. Gutch. (laughs) That sounds like the nickname <laughs> for what they call when someone has that layer of fat below their stomach. Uh, the, the gunt? The gunt. Yeah. The gutch. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's, it's,
2: it works. Book. I don't know about book, but gutch. Book S- is...
1: Starsky and gutch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the book of love.
1: The, the baba... The, Gook, the daba book. Duke. Duke. <laughs> oh, I can't. I am <laughs> I having I have <laughs> I already know what you're gonna say, and I I too. As I'm getting older, I'm having
2: trouble forming sentences. Me too. And I like I, I like you like do a fair amount of this podcasting stuff, and so you've got to speak, and so I'm just like letting it ride, like I'm just rolling with it and using it, but it's not
1: necessarily. I do too. I roll with it. I use it. I make um, fun of it. But in yeah. my head, I'm like what is going on? Yeah, I Am no I choice losing my mind? I know. Do I need to do more of those mental puzzles to sharpen my mind uh-huh. and take Ginkgo? And Yeah, I know. Um, I did, but it scares me because as actors, we have to memorize lines uh-huh. and my memory is not as good. And uh, last week I did an episode of uh, You're the Worst. Just one day. It's, uh, it's this, I, it's, I have a recurring part once a season, I go on and I play a guy who's like working a shitty job and he's talked into quitting his job by one of the characters on the show, a but they're place. not talking me into doing, they're, oh. they're just talking hypothetical questions about themselves, but
2: they're in a different place every time. And they inspire
1: me <laughs> to fucking quit my job. And it's always with a different character. First season, I was a pizza That's delivery funny. guy. Uh, second season, I was security guard in the mall, and um, we, I don't, I won't spoil it for this season. But so I go in, and I had like a few chunks of dialogue, like like big chunks where it's just me talking. And I couldn't fucking get through them. I was, I kept fucking, I, and I was memorized, but once it came time to start talking, I would start to fuck up my lines and then it didn't help that the script supervisor, for those listening who don't know, there's a a person on set called the script supervisor and their job is to make sure you say the lines right and to make sure the continuity is right, like oh you had your hat off in this scene make sure you have it off again so they're they're just there to make sure everything works for editing and everything but this script supervisor was so i don't want to say like a nazi but she was like so strict usually you work on a show and if you get the right idea of the lines, they let you go. Yeah,
2: especially if it's a single camera like that. Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of If you room. get the idea
1: through, it's fine. Every once in a while, you'll be on a show where they're just like, say it exactly as oh, it's right. yeah. And this was one of them. And uh, the script supervisor had me so in my own head that it was making me f- fuck my lines up more. Like, I said a line like, I'll just make it I'll just think of a line to use as an example I'd say something like at the end of the week we have to go get my car but she would come up and she goes the line is we have to go get my car at the end of the week all oh, right, right I'm like those are the exact same words yeah. a different <laughs> order and it means the same exact thing but I'd go we have to go get my car at the end of the week. It's uh, at the end of the week. We have to go get my car. Do you car. think
2: that's her OCD level thing? Or she's been told we need to keep It might be up.
1: her because it hasn't been that way on other oh, seasons yeah. that I've done the show. But I think I said a line where I go uh, it isn't... Wait. fuck! I used a contraction. Oh, God. Like, isn't. And she's like... Uh, it's. It's not. Ooh. I was like, it's the same word. It's the same word. <laughs> well, it's technically two words.
2: I used to do those or those Volkswagen commercials, and they were so yeah. strict on getting everything exactly right because it was like a legal issue. It was a marketing issue. And there was so much car jargon that no human would ever car jargon is a great
1: name for something.
2: (laughs) Cargon. No human would talk like that. So it was so difficult to memorize. I, I like Shakespeare is easier than that stuff because at
1: least you can make sense of it. You know, that's the other thing for any up and coming writers out there who might be listening. It's uh you got to write dialogue that is natural and like, yeah, it's so easy to memorize a scene and get off book when what the person is saying to you makes sense for you to say your line. You know what yeah, I mean? Like,
2: I remember one day I did an episode of community and they sent me the script as I was driving to go do the job. Yeah, and it was, it was like a page and a half or something like that. But yeah. it was writing that really made sense. And I was somehow able to. yeah. Memorize that And it was
1: still A struggle But So what's your Favorite curse word
2: Um I guess (laughs) Gutch
1: Book I guess
2: it's Book Here's what I vow And you get Take the same pledge With me That if one of us For some crazy reason Ever ended up On that show We have to use Book
1: or Gutch Deal (laughs) Deal and we can't explain it. We can't say, Oh yeah, my friend knew a guy who What's your favorite curse word? Gutch. Like, what is that? You don't know what a gutch is? No, I don't. Well, look it up. Yeah. Look it up, you book.
2: What's your favorite curse word? Definitely book. I use that a lot.
1: Book Matthew. <laughs> Darth De- what? Have you ever been to the police museum just down a, the street? The band or this What? No. no, just down the street from where you live is a police oh, museum. What what street is it? On York? It's on York. Yeah.
2: No, I haven't. Is it cool?
1: It's pretty cool. We used to shoot all the police stuff for Sarah show. We used to shoot it. Oh, back. really? Because um, there's like, you know, there's... Inside, it still looks like a police. So we, police, up police office, a police station. Oh god! I'm you should know that crazy. Steve is drooling right now. <laughs> well, it's because I ate some pie. Matt made a pie. Matt baked a pie.
2: Yeah, my first. Your ever first pie. pie. It yeah. was
1: really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thank you. He made a blackberry pie. Yeah, blackberry with a lattice crust. Yeah. That was great. And right. a, a little xenomorph on it. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was stressful. Really, really stressful. Way more stressful than I ever thought. I watched that great British bake off and I see now why they get so freaked out and I'm you not got even to have c- the
1: temperatures <sighs> everything has to be really on the on the nose. But
2: then they have that competition level added to that. I just was making a goddamn pie here.
1: Yeah, I I I can't I can't cook.
2: I I like Baking, I think because it's really precise, cooking is more, I hear cooking is more of an art and baking is more of a science, so I like both things,
1: but I've never really cooked much either. Do you think Neil deGrasse Tyson would be good at baking then, since it's a science?
2: Yeah, I think he probably would, because he or probably Michio
1: makes...
2: <laughs> you know What'd you call him?
1: Is it Michi... What's his name? What, what did you say? Michiakaku. <laughs> What's his name? No, that's right.
2: It's Michio Kaku, I think. Yeah. But I thought you said Michita Kaku.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. Is he a physicist?
2: I think so. Yeah. What is he? No, he has some other title. Like, is he? I
1: forget. I saw a video of him on YouTube explaining uh what God how do I I don't even know how to explain what he simplified, but it was people talking about uh, other life in the universe and well if there's other life in the universe why haven't they stopped on our planet? I mean, aside from the part that it's a humongous universe and they may not know we live there. He's like, If so, if there is another life form that has the ability to travel around and get to somewhere like earth, they're obviously way more advanced than us. So that could very well be like, he likened it to like, if you're in your car driving down the road and you drive past a fucking anthill. You're not even going to notice them because they're so, it's just this primitive little nothing.
2: I read an article recently that said that something that never usually gets factored into that idea is that we may be one of the first advanced civilizations because the universe is relatively Young. young. And I think our star is older than a lot of other ones. And so we may be on the early trend of that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Also, Jesus. Oh, he's here. Also, the Christ might not like people coming to see us. Let's bring him out. Christ? Hi. Hey, Christ. I'm Jim the Christ.
2: (laughs) Jim the Christ? Jim the Christ. Oh, Jim the Christ. Yeah. But but you call me what you
1: want. I'm not going to get upset. I'm Jesus. One of my favorite bits is there's a George Carlin album. It's it's the first album I ever bought with my own. Oh, really? Before I bought music anything it was George Carlin a place for my stuff and there's a bit where there's a woman interviewing Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. he's come back this is his second coming and she's interviewing George Carlin as Jesus Christ and it is so fucking funny she talks about him being born in a manger and he's he says something about the three wise men she oh she goes oh are you talking about the three wise men he's like well they were uh, i don't know how wise they were but, uh they gave me gold and frankincense and myrrh what the hell is myrrh it's a bitter gum resin what the hell am i gonna do with a a gum resin i'd like something i could use and she's like oh well, she's like what would you have if you had your choice what would you have liked for a gift he's like oh i don't know a bicycle uh, you know how much walking i did he's like a bicycle or a, a devo hat <laughs> Picture uh, Jesus in a Devo hat made me so happy. When
2: you were doing no. that just now, you're making the face of your Snapchat guy that you do. I want to see what that looks without the filter. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, well, here it is, everybody. I've been in Portland for two hours and I've already had two dick piercings and one abortion. Ooh. <laughs>
2: His name?
1: I don't think he has a name oh.
2: oh
0: god
1: but someone pointed out and it is they're dead on that is almost an exact impression of uh, Jimmy Vollmer from uh, South Park oh. the kid with the arm braces
2: yeah yeah well there's nothing new under the sun
1: no new ideas they're all just out there you gotta grab Before them float around in the ether Like Crabapples Crabapples Crabapple (laughs) Mrs. Crabapple Is that also South Park? That's Simpsons isn't it? Oh yeah That's I can't talk That's all
2: right. It's all right. We're only podcasting.
1: How's I know I shouldn't do
2: this. No, you should. I like this. This is a treat for me because most of my podcasts are kind of like structured and that sort of thing. So you're sitting at
1: a big wooden table with everyone's fucking signature on it.
2: Yeah, this, (laughs) this is nice. I could do this all day. Matt does a
1: great podcast called. I was there too. Where you interview people who had smaller roles in some amazing movies.
2: Yeah, usually smaller roles.
1: Who's the most recent one you've had on? Uh,
2: well, by the time this comes out, it'll be Lauren Lapkus from Jurassic World. Oh, nice. That's a good one. And then I just had Clancy Brown from the Shawshank Redemption. I listened. That was a good one. He was great. So was Lauren. Um, I got some Paul F. Tompkins yeah, on there yeah he's been on there twice um, for what Magnolia Magnolia and, and um, there, there Will, Will be, Blood. be Blood and then Amy Mann for Big Lebowski um, you had her on yeah oh I gotta
1: listen to that one
2: yeah she's great um, she's missing a toe you're gonna come on next summer
1: yeah I'll be on after yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 comes out that's exciting I'm glad yeah. I can finally acknowledge that I'm in it you can yeah
2: because cause since Cause the of convention Comic-Con. yeah I saw those pictures of you look awesome. Um,
1: your name's Jeff, but how's it spelled? G E F. I true. don't know why James decided to do that, but that all came out. i will give a little backstory, which we'll probably cover in your podcast later. But James Gunhead originally all of us who are working as ravagers were given, um, just general not name not even names but descriptions like I was a just dumb ravager that was me but when you see my character it's like he really well let's go get yondu <laughs> <Star-Lord, No. laughs> he just a, he just gooked in my cereal <laughs> I just kicked him in the gunch <laughs> Chunk? Ch- 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 what's it called <laughs> I've already forgot it <laughs> Gutch, gutch, book (laughs) gutch.
2: I wasn't even close. What did you say, (laughs) gaunch? (laughs) Gaunch.
1: Well, here's to getting a good foot in your (laughs) gaunch. Um, I don't even know where I was going. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was Dumb Ravager and so everyone was named, you know, like Dumb Ravager or, you know, Angry Ravager, but then my friend Chris Sullivan, who plays uh he plays Taserface in the movie. We we started hanging out before Taserface. the movie. Taserface. You got the cutest little Taserface. Taserface. We were hanging out. And I was like, it'd be funny if, if I had just like a regular name. And he was like, yeah, like Jeff. Uh, and so then he was doing his uh, taser face character, and he just kept saying, "God damn it, Jeff." Uh, we thought it was so funny that he would just be saying that to me. And does that do you get to call that in the movie? Yeah. And then we did it. We flew out to um, we flew out to Atlanta to do a screen test. Not screen test, but camera test, um, and we were hanging out around James, and, and he kept doing that. He's he's like, "God damn it, Jeff!" And so then James gave us all names. Hmm. And he named me Jeff, but with a G, <laughs> but
2: not G E O F F. No, G E F. That's funny. <laughs> Did I mention I killed
1: George Burns? <laughs> <laughs> just to watch him die? I just fucking hauled off and stabbed him in the crunch. <laughs> the gutch. There Gutsch. you go, yeah. Gutsch, Gutsch. yeah. The, uh, booch the, the booch and the gutch.
2: Remember the gooch from Different Strokes?
1: Yeah. yeah. Did they ever show him?
2: Apparently they did. I was talking to someone recently. I don't remember it, but I guess later on.
1: It's like cockroach on the Cosby show. Oh yeah. Did they ever show him? Yeah, yeah, he, they yeah, did.
2: Cuz he was he was on a lot. Did Do you he remember ever that get episode? drugged by
1: Bill Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> and then touched on his granch.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bill Cosby touched my granch. <laughs> Dressing. <laughs> Dressing.
2: You want some Grange dressing with your
1: salad? Yep. <sighs> Wait, what were you going to say? I don't remember. I can't remember. If I don't... Also, do you have to do this? If someone asked me to do something like down the line, like, hey, can you do my show next week? I have to immediately put it in my calendar, oh, or I, I will fucking forget. It.
2: I would anyway, I think, because I'm afraid I would forget. I don't even know that I've tested that. I'll probably put it right in. I fucking know. I'm Part of like... it is today, though, because it's, like, the first cloudy day in what feels like a year. And yeah, it's, it's really nice. So, I love it. And I so I'm too. just,
1: like, relaxing, and it's so chilled. And You got a f- nice fire going right here. <laughs> <laughs> Matt has a candle. It's in, like, a glass. looks like a glass cup, and it's burned down quite a lot. But it's the loudest candle I've ever it's, heard.
2: It's meant to be. That. It has these, like, wood wicks, so it makes, like, the sound of a small fire. Ain't that ain't that peaceful? Ain't that a kick in the crack? Ain't that a taser in the face?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Taser face. (laughs) (laughs) What is this?
2: That's a clock that, uh, oh, okay. speaking of Paul F. Tompkins, he gave us as a housewarming gift. That's nice. It's like a tube clock.
1: You got a bunch of little pens in that cup. This is. I'm um, glad I'm explaining a bunch of visual stuff on my audio podcast. <laughs> What's in that? <laughs> That's vodka. Matt is a homeowner. Was it terrifying buying a house? Um... Oh, I had one from before that was. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. You had that yeah. place in Long
2: Beach. Yeah. I still, I rent that out. I have that. You do? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. But it's just a little, like, that's like almost one of those tiny houses in a
1: way. You've been
2: there. Yeah. That was a little house. Yeah. And
1: it's, I live in a studio apartment that is almost the same, same yeah. size as your house was. It was
2: like truly a starter home because I got to work on it and I kind of learned how, what's it like to buy a house and it was frightening. Yeah
1: do you have problems with renters
2: um not right now uh the first renters i had i I can't say they had problems but i wasn't sad to see him go and i don't think they were sad to to go because the neighborhood is well dicey yeah it's it's not yeah it's just not super picturesque i guess i don't know how to describe it it's not unsafe it's a pl-
1: uh, I would say it's a place that if I had a nice car like if I was driving a, a nice Audi or Lexus and I drove down to a party at your house I, for the first time I'd be like uh, yeah, is it cool to leave my car on the street? Why don't we just have everybody in the house just come in my
2: Lexus instead of me getting yeah. out of there? Yeah, but now I have two actual podcast listeners are my tenants. Nice, and they're great. They're really great. They're a couple. And it's a cool house. You fixed it up nice. This one or that? The old? That, one? The old one. Yeah. Well, this one's great. I, too. I look at it now and I go like, oh man, I, I was done learning that. a lot.
1: Well, you bought this place. Oh, folks! I wish you could see. You did a lot of shit to this. Knocked out walls, put in crown molding, and yeah, all this stuff. And these—what do you call these? It's not a pillar. It's those are gutches. It's like a pillar, but it's against the wall. Yeah, I'm not sure
2: what you call them. To be honest, the post. I guess a pillar.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a. Well, like the
2: arch, like those are posts. It's like a beam, one of
1: those wooden beams that you would see on a A ceiling, but it goes up and down the wall.
2: A panelled.
1: You put these in. It looks so
2: good. Thank you. Uh, This is all I want to do, to be honest. I, uh, if I had it my way, I would just stay home every day and do this. We still have to build those back benches. We can do it. We'll do them in a day, no problem. Yeah. Talk about. Speaking of being old, both Steve and, and I have problems. like sciatic nerve
1: issues that is a problem I found out from you know i go to i get acupuncture for any time I have like a sore shoulder or something and my acupuncturist is great she's the fam it's a family acupuncture clinic and it is near downtown l a and it's the first acupuncture clinic in Los Angeles. Really? Yes, this is a Chinese family, and, I mean, the whole family business goes back, like, I don't know, like 15 to 20 years, 20 generations. Oh, my God. Pinhead. Back to Pinhead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yes, it goes back to <laughs> Pinhead and Hellraiser. But um, from what I understand, when they first started their clinic in L.A. in, like, you know, the 50s or whatever, it kept getting shut down because the city wouldn't accept it as a, a viable. Uh, well, some people you know, still don't medicine. It never worked for me. It never did. Mm-mm. What'd you try it for? A uh, salad. You
2: can't. No, I, I tried it for, um, I guess it was for allergies and sleeping and a sore back,
1: but I tried it for allergies once and it didn't do anything, I, but I, I've had like shoulder, you know, I, cause I had a rock climbing accident years ago. I tore my rotator cuff. And it still gets sore once in a while and it totally helps. Mark McConville likes it too. My, yeah.
2: My dad as well.
1: And so I started, you know, my mid forties started getting like lower back. Like I've always had back problems cause I'm tall, but I started noticing it like my lower, lower back, like right above my butt, you know, <laughs> and it would just radiate down my legs that's know? the sciatic that's right? your sciatic yeah. nerve yeah. and i didn't know that and uh, so i went into to the acupuncture clinic and i said um, you know I, my lower back is really painful can you guys do some acupuncture and fix it and the guy's like yeah he's like there's a bit of a weight um you should go in this room and stretch I hadn't heard of that before in an acupuncture clinic. I'm like stretching before. And he's like, no, not before. He's like in addition to. And so I go in this room and uh, I think the, the father in this family had invented this bench for stretching your lower back. And it's... It's a bench with like a post at the very end and you lay on it with your butt up against the post and you put one leg straight up, as straight as you like can. Like the,
2: the hurt leg or the non-hurt leg?
1: Well, it's it's my back that's hurting. so Right, it's, but
2: uh, you don't feel it along one side because I feel it kind of down You do, do both leg. legs, but oh, one, one
1: at a time <laughs> you'll put one leg up the post and the other hanging off the edge of the bench. And just the gravity of your one leg hanging down stretches your like your hamstrings and your lower back you do it for like 10 minutes my hamstrings are the worst 10 minutes on each leg and by the way I was sweating and shaking because it hurt so bad trying cause I, I'm not limber and you're trying to stretch your leg and my leg was not straight at all it's oh. like bent and um he came in he's like alright you're done and I, I got up and the pain was fucking gone really? I was like I don't think I need to do the acupuncture now. he's like, yeah, he's like most, most lower back pain can be solved with stretching.
2: We got to build those benches. This house is what did it to me. I was putting in this wainscoting, and it, this is before I bought a nail gun. So I was I hammered and nailed that all by hand. And it was something Ugh. about just like bending over and doing that. And it flared up so badly. And I wasn't living here at the time. And Amanda was in Atlanta for like two and a half months working. And so yeah. I would go home to our apartment in Atwater Village. Yeah. And it was just me and that dumb cat. And she would wake me up in the middle of the night, like early in the morning to get fed. And I couldn't bend down to give her the food. It hurts so bad. So I had to devise this plan where I would open up the cat food on the counter, pour it in a dish. And then take the dish <laughs> and drop and, it. No, because our, our old place was a stairway. You would enter through a door and then walk a big stairway up to yep. the main part. Yep. So I would have to walk down those stairs <laughs> to where I could be down low enough below oh. the floor to lean it over, like or reach over ground. and put it on the floor and then walk back up
1: geez do you still are you, do you still have problems with
2: it um I, it's always sort of there it hasn't it's flared the more up you sit the more time. it happens like yeah.
1: if you do a lot of like marathon couch watching yeah you're gonna make her talk
2: i gotta show you something that this is amazing come over here and hold this microphone up for a second or yours come on
1: i don't know if my
2: mic here my mom. all right Okay, just just watch this. So Margo, how are you doing? What do you want to do today? And can Steve come? Well, why not? Oh, that's right. He is a gutch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Matt just would pat her her ribs basically and then grab her head and she would meow but
2: i'm not even grabbing her head i'm just like hovering it over her head you can try it the weird (laughs) thing is that
1: you figured that was a thing out
2: (laughs) amanda's sister figured that out but i'm trying to think of you have to pat her sides to make it work yeah usually she won't do it consistently you did that just Murgo, sort of that was disgusting. As the your cat just burped uh, I want to figure out the perfect song to do that to. like you know if you're blue and you don't know where to go to why don't you go where fashion sits
1: yeah that seems like a good thing to end the podcast <laughs> this is this a horrible podcast
2: no is it, you know, we had some good not, stuff you're not um, you're not promising anything you know you can do it's it it's free yeah now pay up go go take a leap remember last time we did this and we just sang uh, ice uh, cream ice cream (laughs) socks
1: I was listening to our pod the last podcast on the way over here just so I was like I don't want to cover the same ground And I'd forgotten that we just sang along with the ice cream truck outside.
2: If you're screwing what you're doing and you don't love blue, get another color till your mom goes moo. If you
1: break, if you bake a big pie and it falls into your eye and you eat it all up and it goes right to your thigh. If you got big backs and a lot of problems too, build a bench made of dolly and a big time coup. If you you got a fat gunch and you (laughs) you get a little hunch that you gotta eat lunch and fill it up a bunch. Uh,
2: Gunch was a nickname that I used to have with an X. Gunch? Yeah.
1: With an X? Yeah. Like G-U-N-X? I'm X. I'm I'm joking. <laughs> you spell it with an X. Um. Gunch, Gunch, Gunch. They've all been in my life. Hmm. Wow. Well, I want to thank everyone for... Sticking with it,
0: <laughs>
1: two of you. Yeah, I also want to know. Hit me up on Twitter to let me know why you kept listening.
2: Yeah, really. Same here.
1: I listen to podcasts, and if it doesn't have me within like you know ten fifteen minutes, I'm on to the next episode or yeah, something. Yeah,
2: because there's so many now. It's what kind of podcasts you listen to? It's funny because working mostly in like. Comedy area of podcasts. I, I don't listen to that many comedy. I listen to political podcasts. A lot. Oh, you do?
1: I listen um, to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I listen to Marin's podcast a lot, but that all depends on the guest. Yeah. He gets such a good amount of guests that I can just pick and choose. Yeah. Um, I listen to Marin's a lot. I listen to Jesse Thorn's, um, Bullseye. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, I still listen to Super Ego ones. Oh, honey! Over and over, yeah. Um, uh, on Howl, we're about to put
2: out at the beginning of October a bunch of unused sketches. Mm, There's some funny stuff. Didn't you have it? a
1: sketch that you challenged people to, yeah, and they to did. download the it audio. Was
2: like 45 minutes raw, and we made them available for download and see what people could do because it was so insane. It was like. Whatever the peak of Super Ego was, that was the first downslope, but not in a bad way. Just of like, oh, this has gone crazy. We you know, have... we've gone so absurd or whatever
1: that it made no sense. Did anyone was anyone able to?
2: Yeah, it was amazing how in, in a lot Are of ways. You gonna, it,
1: it, release a bunch of them.
2: They they were released.
1: Oh, they were. Yeah, one of Which them,
2: one was I, it? I think. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if we. <laughs>
0: I
1: hate myself so fucking much. I'm so afraid of dying on the toilet. (laughs) This is one of those real moments where I'm just like, "No, we're recording, dude. Trust me." Yeah, an hour. Uh, I'm now. Now that I'm 47, sometimes in the morning when I'm taking a poop, I'll be sitting there. Here we go. And I'm tired. Here we go. I'm tired. I'm just sitting there kind of wobbly because I just woke up. Every now and then the thought goes through my head. Oh, God, I hope I don't fucking die on this toilet. (laughs) Because I'm like 47. I'm not in great shape. I could fucking have a heart attack right now. And then someone's going to have to come in and take care of this. How many
2: days do you think you'll be in there?
1: If I die as a single man... If I die, and also a single man who is also has social anxiety and doesn't go out a lot, I can honestly say I could easily go a week before anyone knew I was dead.
2: Yeah, if I didn't live with Amanda, I'd be the same way. I don't go out that much either. Even with Amanda
1: here, probably two days. <laughs> two days? <laughs> laying next to her in bed. I feel like... I could go a week. I feel, I honestly feel like it would be the smell that a neighbor would be right. like, I think we should kick his no, door No, because you work a lot, so you you would miss a work date. It depends. Yeah, if I had a show booked coming up that I missed, then I think they would maybe send somebody. Yeah. But if not, if it was like over Christmas vacation, <laughs> like, it's got nothing going on. So even more depressing. They found him on Christmas Eve. The neighbor was making eggnog and she smelled a funk coming in through her window. Weirdest thing. He was dressed like Santa Claus. And there he was, curled up around the toilet with a poop hanging out of his butt. Had a rolled up newspaper shoved down his throat. (laughs) What's that from? I don't know. That's a thing, though, right? Is it?
2: A rolled up newspaper shit or magazine? Sounds
1: familiar. Why are we still talking? I don't know, but the important thing is we are. <laughs> um, well, hey, thanks. We covered new territory. We didn't repeat anything. <laughs> That's right. Hey, thanks for having me back a second time.
2: How many repeat guests have you had on this show?
1: Not many. It's you, Adam Goldberg. That might be it. You have any done three? No. I want to do it. All right, let's do. I'm gonna hit. Stop and then we're gonna do another okay. one. Right. Two weeks in a row. <sighs> Nobody's listening. Well, I'm
2: singing in a microphone barely. Do you get nervous because you, you do the
1: the? I was there too. So you interview people that you don't know a I, lot of the times. I get that would be nerve wracking shit for me.
2: I do not like that part of it. I don't like small talk. I don't like like if I was interviewing uh,
1: Clancy Brown. I would be so fucking nervous.
2: I was. I was. Oops. Um, I get really nervous because you also don't know the person, but you have to lead the conversation. You have to make them comfortable. Plus, you have to get something out of them if it's not happening. I was most nervous for Jeanette Goldstein, who played Vasquez in Aliens, just because I loved her character. But, man, she turned out to be such a wonderful person.
1: Anyone ever mistake you for a man? No. You?
2: (laughs) There have been a few that are like tough people to get to talk or whatever Mm.
1: every now and then i have people on the podcast that i know i'm friendly with but i don't know really well yeah and then it's a few minutes in that i'm like oh what now i have made a horrible mistake (laughs) yeah (laughs) i had weird al on the podcast and i um I, it's hard for me to listen to. I mean, it was great, and once we got into it, it was fine. But, like, the first, like, five or ten minutes, you can hear my voice shaking because oh, I'm so yeah. nervous. I know that feeling. Like, oh, my God, feeling. I love this guy so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was it I was going to have on? It was the same with Bruce McCullough from Kids in the Hall. Oh, really, uh, yeah, really I bet. Nervous.
2: Definitely. Well, I've certainly been that way with Super Ego when we've had because... You were our first ever guest, I believe, back mm-hmm. in season one, mm-hmm. but we knew you, it was just a friend thing, you know, like, and then when we started getting people that we didn't know, but we were fans of, yeah. there was like, I mean, I'm just glad there were four of us cause it was, it yeah. was in its own right nerve wracking.
1: Matt, do you have anything to (laughs) to plug before I unplug this?
2: Um, I'd like to plug real wood wick candles that make noise. Nature's, I think they're called Nature's uh, Wick. Nature's Wick, yeah. You can pick those up at Target, I believe. Bonfire Nights is the flavor you're hearing right now. It's a good smell. I don't like fruity candles. (laughs) Like fruity smelling (laughs) candles. Right. Okay. (laughs) i like gay candles sure um and this one is just it's real mountainy you know what i mean i don't know man amanda lit
1: it it's a good candle i like it. it's solid
2: yeah we'll take it with you take one thing
1: um people can find your pod your multiple co- podcasts pistol shrimps radio that you do with yeah. mark mcconville yeah another super ego i guess we can't say alum because you're still doing them
2: yeah i don't know what to say well another super super ego guy pistol shrimps
1: i highly recommend it's very funny they uh do play-by-play of uh women's basketball and um they know nothing about basketball that's right you've done that with us as well i've stopped by once you
2: uh after you come on i was there too next time you will have been on all four of my podcasts
1: super ego i was there too Pistol Shrimps.
2: And James Bonding. James Bonding, that's well, right. We did Skyfall and
1: just did um, Albert Finney impressions. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that was great. Did you get through all the movies? Oh, Jesus Christ. Still, still recording. recording.
2: Yeah, we did. It took us a while. Like uh, all great ladies, she still got her wings. When you got to the, the last movie, did
1: you just call it quits?
2: Well, we'll probably do it again when the new one comes out or if like there's reason to go back right. but I mean that that yeah
1: James, James. <laughs> I, I have to hear yeah, I have to hear his voice once to do it that
2: was pretty good like all gate ladies she has a secret it's words. a fruity
1: candle
2: Say this, like all great ladies, she still has her secret ways.
1: Like all great ladies, (laughs) she still has her secret ways. That can't be right. You sound like like that guy in Futurama, Bender, or whatever it is. So check out Matt's many podcasts and um, follow him on Twitter at at Matt Gourley. Yeah, that's it. G-O-U-R-L-E-Y. Instagram as well. So That's it. And just follow Steve Agee. Snapchat him. Follow him on Snapchat at Gutch. At Gooch Gutch. What's it? BooK Gutch? BooK and Gutch. Let's get it back into the lexicon, everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.
2: Feral Audio.